take two of the Great Lakes Golf Podcast, episode a million. Hunter, for the first time, finally forgot to press record. So, it was the best episode we've ever done. The first ten minutes, let's say that. And Hunter didn't record it. So, you guys really missed out. And not not to throw him under the bus, but it was... I'll tell you what, if it was, if it was much longer than, than... Let's say if it was 40 minutes, you guys might not be getting an episode this week. <laughs> yes no maybe even like a minute or two longer and we might not be here so but we are here because it's the great lakes golf podcast for the week of february 6th and we're presented by reed furniture in downtown petoskey whatever your furniture need it's reed indeed hunter still has his head in his hands his tears streaming out of his eyes he is distraught people Beside he is himself. seriously distraught he needs your t's and p's First In time. this week's episode, first time ever, yeah. In this week's episode, the co- college team's back in action. We'll tell you uh, how the Michigan Michigan State boys and girls teams have uh, started their seasons. Hunter's going to try to talk me into getting YouTube TV, which I think ought to be interesting. I want to ask Hunter, does he have any good picks for the big game on Sunday, we're going to review his DraftKings lineup as well from Pebble and talk about the waste management. What a great week. First elevated event. Big week out in the desert. Wish I was there. Love TPC Scottsdale. Love football. Great week to be out there. Um, but I want to ask Connor, golfer you'd most like to party with? And you can't say Harry Higgs. Or Joel Damon, because I know those are probably going to be your first two answers. So you have to dig deeper than that. And uh, do we think any of these guys are going to the game? I think the timing is a little iffy. But like, are you celebrity enough? If you're on the P- like, are you going to all the cool Super Bowl parties? If you're like Jordan Spieth, I don't know. I think I think we need to sort of run down the uh the the lineup here for the golf and see which of these guys are partying and which ones are like is John Rahm going to Super Bowl party? Is he gonna wear that same outfit he wore to Wimbledon? Um but let's start with a Monday finish at Pebble Beach. Justin Rose back in the PGA tour winner's circle after four long years of kind of stinking up the joint. Yeah. It was uh a long road, but well deserved. I mean, it's it's nice to it's nice to see him back where he belongs. Uh, in our in our previous uh, episode um, that was just happened that we didn't record, we we were talking about how. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the the, uh. the fall from grace happened happened pretty quickly. So to to see him getting back into form uh, is awesome. I I think this is this is a guy that. That if you would have said twenty years ago when he was when he was just getting started, I would have expected him to have more than eleven PGA Tour wins at this at this point in time. So I'm for sure. I think he is uh, for sure, and only one major. Yeah, and is only that one accurate? Yeah. Is that an accurate statement? The the U.S. Open at Marion. That is the only one that I'm aware of. I love those. I love those flag sticks with the baskets at the top. I can't get enough of those. Yeah, it would. It would I think be. those are the greatest things. I don't know if those makes why those are like that, but I just love them. I have, I have, um, absolutely no idea. I think it would make playing in the wind obviously uh, adds an extra element to it. 
of not knowing. Obviously, you know how. So which I way. just want to say, I think it's all. Yeah, yeah. I think it's awesome that that uh, Justin Rose is back. It just means that Ricky Fowler is going to win the waste management this week. That's what it means. It's reclamation season. Uh, reclamation 2023. But I was just out of curiosity because I do think like Justin Rose, I was mentioning to Hunter, I feel like these guys, maybe it's just the Darren Clark thing kind of messing with me, but like, what do we think about Rose's chances now? It's pebble. It's a short course. It's a weak field. I get it. But like, let's. What's his number to win the Masters? Just out of curiosity, would you like to venture a guess? Um. Now, I wish if we had done this last week, I would have said somewhere in like the fifties or sixties, probably like thirty-five now. He's 65 to 1 on DraftKings to win the Masters. Wow. Do they have an open championship number? They do. Efforting. Efforting. This this puts an additional strain on my internet, by the way, which is really risky play by me to be pulling this up and doing this. But it ain't short. It's 65 as well for the Open Championship. Sung JM 65 to 1 for the Open Championship. Should we be betting that? I don't know. He's going to he's going to have to cut me a check, a personal check at some point if he doesn't start winning eventually. Um so surely he was probably in the 90 range or higher, but I don't know. I just I just two things. One, it's great to have him back as hunter mentioned he's a worldwide star for golf it's a good thing for golf i'm glad he did this on the pj tour and not for the range goats um wait is that the name of the team i think that is the name of the team there's the range goats there's not a are you talking about live yeah there's not a single team named the range goats Never heard. Okay, never I think it. I think it's the Range Goats. I think it is. I think that's Bubba's team. I'm pretty sure you can you can double check that for me. But the Range Goats. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the team. Oh, what am I gonna find? They I changed a bunch of the team names. They all got they rebranded. Um, and I think secondly, I think he's kind of like a sneaky, sneaky. Interesting to forecast the rest of his season on a couple tracks in the in the in the rota on the major schedule this season where you do not need like prototypical length. Obviously, it helps at Augusta, but short players and old players have won there. Like Sergio Garcia won there inside of that was like six years ago or something. So. I don't know. Just interesting. And also, is Hanma even still in business? And did they ruin just four? They stole four years from Justin Rose. It's just frustrating. It needs to be said. He was number one in the world when he last won at Torrey Pines in 2019. Number one in the world. And it's been this long since he won again. And he won at Pebble in a compromise, in a weak field, in an extended event finish on a Monday. Granted, he won in style. He, he was it was very convincing and he played great. But 
This started with those silly Hanma commercials about these irons that nobody had heard of that were how many gazillion dollars for a set. And he went in search of something, either money or another level to his game that just wasn't there. And it's a lesson that each of us has a different ceiling in the game of golf and you should not convince yourself that yours is is as high as maybe somebody else's because some people just flat out and have more talent well i mean if that if that isn't golf i don't i don't know what is like getting getting to the top and then convincing yourself that there's like an imaginary top that's further up than than what you're already at do we think that's what it is that what it was he was like striving for something that didn't exist. I mean, I don't think I I would blame I would blame a like a swing change before I'd blame equipment. I mean, equipment equipment's can't be it can't be that bad. Well, I think in his case it's kind of all like rolled into one. I mean, not that he was like d- rebuilding his swing when he was number 1 in the world, but it was just like you know, like R- remember Rory last year was that last year, two years ago? He said he admitted that he had gotten off track because of how far Bryson was hitting the ball. Mm-hmm. And that, he was chasing distance that was hurting his game. Now, granted, you might say, well, what about Matthew Fitzpatrick here? Or Matt Fitzpatrick, I guess, as he wants to be called now, who spent a bunch of time trying to gain length and has since won a U.S. Open and improved his world ranking by like 25 places. Um, granted, high, very talented player, U.S. Amateur winner already, but his quest to gain distance in particular <clears throat> has been successful. Just seemed with Rose, it was all rolled into one. Like, I'm going to go to this. I'm going to play this equipment that no one else plays and knows about. And I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to modify this and that. And I'm going to be even better. And they're they're never going to catch me. I don't know. I don't know. I can't see inside his head. But, man, he paid dearly for it. And those Hanma, I mean, that, like, the whole thing that that's just, to me, is like the moment that sticks in my mind, like those TV commercials were so memorable and it was all seemed so absurd that I'm glad it didn't end. Like, I'm glad he has, even if this is the only win he gets ever again on the PGA tour, I'm so glad he has this one because that would have been a tough way to go out from number one in the world to just see ya. Yeah. Cause no, he was headed for live or champions tour or whatever here. And he's only 42, but that's you a really good point. I mean. A really good point you just made because that was that's kind of what I was thinking um, yesterday when he was winning. Is like that was Justin Rose, like couldn't fit the mold better for what the live has went after. So to see him win again on the PJ Tour uh, is pretty cool. I have to give just kudos to Justin Rose and also to Adam Scott, which is why I think they should remain on our radar for the season because they seem like the these two guys who should be worth so much money to live because they're like golf mega stars who like have that peak familiarity where like, even if you show there's as many people who know who Justin Rose is as there are people who know who John Rahm is. 
maybe more. Can if they see the face, can say that's Justin Rouse. So, like that, those would be massive gets for Live. And these guys are not exactly winning on a high clip on the PGA Tour. I just have to say kudos. You got guys like Taylor Gooch running for Live, and meanwhile, there's people like Adam Scott and uh, Justin Rose who are hanging around. So I, I have to commend them for. I just think it's. I think I think they've done right by the game of golf and. Hopefully, Justin Rose sees this victory in some ways as his reward for clawing his way back on that and remaining on this tour. Yeah, I totally agree. Any other takeaways from Pebble Beach? Sucks when there's a Monday finish. Um, I, I honestly, that. I don't. It was exciting to get to see Denny get into the mix a little bit. Is that because you couldn't watch it on Golf Channel? Is that why you don't like the Monday? I just like that routine as part of my like that Sunday Sunday afternoon was just a bummer. Yeah, like I didn't want to watch Nate Lashley. I, watching Nate Lashley give away the 2021 AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. I did not need to watch that. I was a Lashley backer at the 2023 AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. I did not need to see him give away a golf tournament. On I would I would go as far as saying Peter has the worst internet I've ever ever really encountered there's not much close to it i don't think it's just just really bad okay so you, you cut out there for a good a good 15 seconds or so starting to think that this episode maybe is not meant to be <laughs> this thing is going to be lightly produced so if you've made it this far you withstood all these technical errors you're a saint well i always i always give the people commentary during your uh during your little breaks I keep I keep the show going. There's oh, no- I heard you say something about me having the worst internet ever. I don't think it's. I don't, I don't like the Monday finish because I need golf, live golf, as a part of my Sunday afternoon. It was. The other thing it I was, was going to say because it, it was, was nice. Sunday. It was Saturday that it was canceled, wasn't it? We had Sunday until the wee hours of the day. Sorry, Saturday. I need it as part of my Saturday and my Sunday. <laughs> Uh, one thing I will say, uh, finishing notes on the Pell Beach, uh, real real sad to see how just piss poor this field is and probably will continue to be for for the foreseeable future. I mean they're gonna give the, they're gonna they're gonna have to make they're gonna make this one elevated next year. Yeah, I wonder if they'll just do this they gotta they this is tournament is too important. That was a but not a great look for the PGA tour. No. A lot of things went wrong, but it's a good thing Justin Rose won and not somebody like Nate Lashley. Or, they needed a story to come out of that. They yeah. got lucky. No, I agree. Bad luck. It's a great venue. I mean, it's not like the greatest course in the world, but give me a break. Well, that was the. They used to be one of the events that like was fun to watch on TV. And I don't know. They just. I know I've changed probably more than they have, but. I think they're going to make it an elevated event next year. That would probably make sense. Those poor guys are going to have to play 54 holes with... See Jake Owen having Jordan Speed line up his putts? I was like, get over yourself, dude. He's <laughs> Just line up... <laughs> you have a caddy. Come on, bro. I imagine those poor amateurs paying... paying X amount of dollars just to get blowing around and, and 60 mile an hour winds had to have been fun. 
Man, it was cold there all week. That's the other thing they should think about is a slight schedule change. 50s. Yeah. They can't even tee off until 10.30 Central Time and the sun finally comes up. That was the best thing about the Monday finish is it looked really pretty there like early in the morning on Monday with the sun coming up. What's it cost to play there now? Like 750 bucks? Uh, I want to say I saw 595 is the most recent one I've seen, but I'm sure you're I'm sure you're in for a caddy. Would you pay it? Uh, we were actually just talking about this. There's like probably five courses, and I couldn't name the five courses off the top of my head, but like there's probably five to ten courses in the world that I would pay that much money to play just to say, essentially just to say I played Bell Beach. Yeah. I guess. I guess. I mean, you're, it's you're a looking, lot of money. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It's uh, absolutely probably. It's way too much money. But that's one. I mean, that would be, it's like just top of my head. I'm thinking like, like TPC Sawgrass, Pell, even TPC Sawgrass, I don't think would be on there as high as like a Pell Beach or obviously like Augusta or like Pine Valley. Just those courses. Well, yeah, you got to keep it to the courses you can actually play. Because like then they're, they're, they're going to be like, I'll give you $2,000 to play Augusta. They're going to be like. Pfft. Yeah. Yeah, Augusta's probably not Excuse very, me? Not very obtainable. You're going to give me what? You can give me $2 million. I'll take it under advisement. And put you on a wait list. Yeah, I don't know. What's the cost of play St. Andrews? I don't know. That's public, right? Yeah. Like, that's like, it's weird. I mean, that's, you always see it. That would be number one on my list. Cause I think that one's like, I would pay almost any amount of money to play there. Cause I feel like there's more to it. The history, the travel, like the, it's whatever. And the golf in and of itself, like you're playing like a total, you're playing a different sport compared to the, Golf, we play like the U.S. Open venues we play over here. It cannot be more different. Granted, LA Country Club, I think it's going to give us a different U.S. Open vibe this year. But you know what I mean? Skinny fairways and tall rough. Mm-hmm. The, the, the over there, giant greens. You know, it's just totally different. All sh- all short grass. I don't know if I could get to six six hundred. I guess for Pebble. I guess maybe. I'd rather maybe I'd rather just go to the tournament and pay fifty bucks for a ticket and walk around that way. What 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 year are you buying a ticket in? Eighties. Pay hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Are you kidding me? For a ticket to go to be a spectator at a PGA Tour event? How much did you pay? I swear, when we went to uh, when we saw you and Sarah at the event in Chicago, we paid like a hundred and thirty. I think. And that was in that was in like the suburbs of Chicago. I was thinking like Pebble Beach. That's Medina. Way. I mean, that place is sweet. I hope that the statute of limitations is passed on this. But Hunter, I did not pay for that. <laughs> I didn't. I I, uh... <laughs> I did not pay for that. I didn't pay one red cent. Neither did Sarah. No. I wore a possibly maybe a little bit expired badge. Oh, that... <laughs> like a family family badge. <laughs> exactly. Those things work work past their years. Dude, I still I have since gotten a new car. I still have those things just in case. <laughs> From take like, them to a print shop and have them put twenty twenty three on there. Yeah, <laughs> easy enough. 
Um, all right. You have any? Tell us how's your DraftKings lineup? It was it was kind of a rough week. I actually did fine because Sheamus snuck into the top twenty, and I had a Nick Taylor top yeah. forty. Yeah. Grayson Sig kind of let me down a little bit. I I got a he's like Sungjae. He's my new Sungjae. I was like they're gonna have to cut me a personal check here pretty soon. Um, you said your DraftKings lineup was four out of six, um, and you got you got second. That's not bad. And you got a really good. You feel like you have a really good DraftKings lineup this week. You have a beat on the waste management. I think so. Uh, Elevated event means we've got like major pricing, super soft. It's a it's an elevated event. Everybody who's anybody is here, and we have 136 players in the field. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a great. You're gonna have to be playing extremely well to get into contention this way. It's going to be anybody who's in form, basically. Mm-hmm. You had to carry great form in this week, I feel like, to play. You're not just going to, like, pop out of nowhere and watch. Someone will pop out of nowhere. but <laughs> Most likely. Uh, I finished with 418 points. I don't even know if that's a lot. doesn't sound like it. I'll tell you. I don't think that's very good. But I'll tell you in a second. Good enough to win my money back. And a dollar seventy-five on top of it. Okay. So my best lineup, it's not bad. My best lineup had four eighty-five. The winner of the one dollar twenty max had six hundred and seven points. Wow. His lineup was Rose, Power, Keith, Kevin Yu, Callum Taron, and Brandon Wu. Six out of six with a first, a tied second, and a tied fourth. That'll do it. That'll absolutely So do you it. got a little ground to make make up here as you go to the waste management. I don't, and my um, guess is the way that the waste management works, you're gonna have to score even more than six hundred and seven points. You wanna win a line if you wanna win a contest this week. I don't compare myself to, to the worldwide contest. I compare myself to the to the six guys that I compete with in my my contest and I finished second. So that's progress. Two seconds in a row. Don't know if I can win the big one yet, but we'll see. All right, and you've got a really good lineup for us, waste management. Well, let's hold that because real quick, can, can we touch on high point? Yes. Coming back to Traverse City. Yes, this is which my- for anyone who doesn't remember, this is on M seventy two, just outside Traverse City. It's probably like a Williamsburg address, you know, between Kalkaska and Traverse City, but close to Traverse City. It's now a hops farm, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was like a kind of like a Lynx, really an interesting and cool golf course. A lot of just prairie grass. Um, it's going to be brought back. Tell us more, Hunter. Yeah, so this is actually uh, a few months old now. Um, looks like kind of the fall of of twenty twenty two. Tom Doak, his first his first project ever was high point golf club um ended up i think with the recession it ended up closing down um was bought by a hops farm like peter said and it's been a hops farm ever since i guess uh a 
a uh, investment group along with Tom Doak came in and uh, rebought it. And the goal is to have a new 18 hole course in 2024. Um, sounds like it's going to be uh, highly, highly, highly private with uh, a large percentage of membership coming from, from out of state. So uh, obviously ex- if you can get on, I, I personally love Tom Doak golf courses for the most part. So I, I think it's going to be awesome. I've never played it. And for those who don't know, who are the, what are some of the other dope courses? So isn't uh, Forest Dunes, which I awesome, awesome golf course, very much enjoy. Um, Such a great golf course. I've never played. No, I hear I hear a, a, a mixed reviews on the loop. Yes, as as do I. Um, so I think I think the biggest thing that people have against the loop is it's just so different. So I think people just struggle to to comprehend how to play it. And I think I would be I would be in the exact same uh, boat. Uh, well, I don't think I've never played here, but Streamsong Resort is a doke, which I've heard really good things about. I've heard it's like super super playable. Uh, obviously, uh, he had some courses at Bandon, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how many he did out there, but he definitely was involved in that one too. Yeah, I think it looks like Old McDonald and uh, Pacific Dunes were both him at Bandon. Um, and I want to say he did more. I'm missing some Michigan golf courses, I think, aren't I? Yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to remember some of the others because he's got so many that, like, big ones, I don't know that. There's probably a couple that we're not uh, that we're not thinking of. So he had hand in Bel Air too, in uh, Los Angeles, which has very high reviews. So, well, and apparently, where does he live? Didn't we have this? We had this issue the uh, on one of our episodes. He, he, I, I keep hearing that he lives here. Where does he live? I don't know where he lives. He lives in Michigan, though, according to his Wikipedia. Yeah, Old McDonald, Pacific Dunes. He restored Positiempo. He did Sand Valley in Wisconsin. I really want to go there. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Stream Song. Um, the Loop at Forest Dunes, which again, there's been some. There's some some mixed reviews on that. Lost Dunes, which is down near here. It's in Michigan, but not far from Chicago, which is supposed to be really, really good. A few of the courses. So, yeah, really, uh, that would be, uh, that's really awesome. I remember playing junior tournaments at High Point. Yeah, never played it. I think I remember driving by it uh, a few times, but it probably closed. I'd have been 14 when it closed. Yeah, so I just wasn't. It's, it's too bad we won't have a, uh, it won't be public because it's going to be, sounds like it's going to be a lot like Kingsley Club in the sense of it's going to be out of town membership primarily. But you've got a few kind of different, you know, like Lock and Heath's right there. Now High Point's going to be right there that are kind of like, man, 
I know the resort's public, but Doak is the opposite of Nicholas, I, I would say. Like the the resort is very has a very uh like particularly the bear, kind of like Whistling Straits has that sort of man-made feel to it. Whereas like High Point had a natural kind of minimalist feel to it. And granted, that may be related to budget and stuff like that too, but I like that about Doke. Like he doesn't... He seems to be good at using what's there. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think he, and he does a darn good job of doing it. All right, do you want to take us through before we get into the waste management, the Michigan and Michigan State stuff? Yeah, real quickly. Uh, so starting just this past weekend, uh, both boys and girls from Michigan Michigan State uh, played in a tournament for the boys. Michigan and Michigan State both played. Uh, they were two of the nine teams that played in uh, the Big Ten Match Play Championship. That was at Hammock Beach Ocean Course. Uh, I believe that is in uh, at Palm Coast, Florida. The eight seed Michigan ended up winning the event. Uh, they beat the seven seed Penn State two one and two on Friday morning. Beat the number two seed who was Michigan State three one and one on uh, I believe that had been Friday afternoon. Uh, on Saturday morning in the semis, they beat uh, Indiana University three and two or three to two, and then in the final they beat uh, Northwestern University three and two. Uh, a bright spot for uh, Michigan on top of winning was Hunter uh, Thomas started the season uh, 4-0 on the weekend. So a strong showing from the Michigan boys who obviously this was all the rankings were based off of the November 15th golf stat rankings. So going from uh, the eighth best team in the, in the country just last fall or eighth best team in the big 10 to now uh to winning the big 10 matchup or match play championship is obviously a pretty big pretty big jump so yeah what have they been doing the past six weeks or so that's crazy yeah what a way to what a way to kick off the year anything can happen in match play that is very true and that's quite a run they just got hot and uh yeah to be kept it going that's a total surprise Yes, to beat the top three seeded teams, including Michigan State, and that was Michigan State lost to to Michigan on Friday, uh, and then they ended up Michigan State ended up bouncing back and winning uh, four to one against Maryland on Saturday morning. As far as the girls go, uh, the Michigan girls played uh, in the uh, Virginia Collegiate Invitational that was at uh, Guadalajara Country Club in Mexico. Uh, Haley Borgia was the was the bright spot. She finished sixth with a ta- three day total of two nineteen. Uh, it's the third time she has led the Maize and Blue with her third top ten finish of the season. Uh, fellow, she's seniors, gonna have a big spring. I can feel it. I can feel it too. Yeah, uh, Michaela Schultz and Annika Dye, Traverse City native, both tied for twenty eight with uh, two twenty eight totals. They finished. Uh, eighth place out of 12 teams. A really solid field, though, that consisted of Baylor, Florida State, Georgia, uh, Cal, NC State, Arizona, Maryland, and then Michigan, Tennessee, Virginia, Ole Miss, and North Carolina rounded out. Uh, besides, that's good. That shows them where they where they need to where mm-hmm. they need to get to into 
time for a national championship. And this was uh, a solid finish without where I'd say Monet Chun did not play up to uh, where she, where I think she typically liked to be. She was T37th, and Lauren Sung rounded out the other individuals uh, with a T43. Michigan State is currently in the middle of a tournament right now. They are Michigan State girls, rather, are in the middle of a tournament. They're through two rounds. Through two rounds, they are T11th right now with a uh, scores of 280 and 294. Northwestern uh, appears to be a little bit of a golf powerhouse this year because the the girls are winning the events right now with scores of 272, 270, 34 under par at the Eagle Creek Golf Club, the US UCF Challenge in Orlando, Florida. As far as uh, scores go, individual scores, Brooke Beeman, or Bierman continues to play really well for Michigan State. She fired a 68 to lead things off, followed it up with a 75. She is currently in uh, 32nd place. Uh, Katie Liu is in 39th. Layla Rains is in 58th. Valentina uh, Rosa, Rossi is in T66. And Shannon Kennedy is in T72. And that they are off now. I think for another like few weeks, and then we're we're back up and rocking. All right, let's get into the waste management, shall we? We shall. Unless you want to talk about the range goats. Ah, uh, yes, there is there is a range goat. Ah, I told you. Yes. I told you you got to watch Bubba Watson's videos on Twitter, and apparently he's a liar about his kid. He he's folded his kid into a lie. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know where to where to begin with this. It was it was more. It was just another one of those instances where where the live player is saying that the reason they left the PJ Tour is to grow the game, and and the PJ Tour is reaching too many seventy year olds. But the team aspect of live is what's going to really, really get the kids involved because the kids know who, who the teams are, but they don't know who the individuals are and so on and so forth. And then some golf writers kind of check the timestamps on, on far as like when he, when he said this was, and then when, and found, found some inconsistencies. So there was no such team as the aces back then. Something, something like that. I don't know exactly what the, <laughs> yeah, but he got whatever. caught with his foot in the mouth a little bit. Um, okay. Well, it's our first elevated event. That's a $20 million purse. Everyone is here. And obviously what do we know about the waste management Phoenix open? It's the biggest party in golf. 16 has the stadium seating around it. The part three. So it's a very exciting week, and obviously it collides with the big game week being out in uh, Phoenix playing in the Cardinals Stadium Sunday. I believe it's like late afternoon. What time is the? Is it a 6.30 Eastern kickoff? Yeah, so I, I was always under the impression that they they got these guys out nice and early Sunday morning, so there was no um, overlap. Overlap. And also, if you're a player and you're out there, don't you want to go to the game? Like, how many of these guys do you think are going to go to the game? Um, you mentioned that in the in the intro. I would say because they're just at, they're at the Riv next week, right? 
yeah. just up the road. At least a dozen or so. I would think so. You mentioned, and I, now I'm getting confused if this was the part I didn't record or if this was the part that was recorded. But you mentioned like celebrity status. Justin Thomas was at the media day yesterday for Super Bowl. So I think there, I think there will be. What? Why? I don't know. He was walking around. Saw him on, I think it was on Twitter. <laughs> He's not me. That's not open to the public, is it? I. That's the weirdest thing for him to be there. Why is he there? Maybe if he was at like some party or something. Nope. It was the media day. Or one of the media days. Interesting. So I, I imagine there'll be a few. I, I'm trying to find the, I'm probably gonna have a tough time finding the start times. However, I do. I did think this is all typically... the, this also the site of your boys. I think that was last year. Higgs and Domin taking off their shirts on 16 green. You remember that? I did. You were all fired up about that. You loved it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of, uh, I don't think Higgs is playing this year. Didn't get, didn't get a sponsor's exemption into the, obviously not into the elevated event. He had it going a little bit at Pebble Beach for a while, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're going to, you're going to have to play your way into these ones. I think. I don't know. Off Domin's like 250 to one. I don't think this is like if a long shot breaks through this week, that'd be seriously impressive. Yes, it would be. It's already the opposite of the year of the long shot. But we don't, there's not much we can say about TPC Scottsdale that people don't already know. Par 71, great course. It was remodeled like six years ago. Since then, Brooks has won twice. Hideki won twice. Woodland, Scheffler won last year. And there's one other guy I missed in there who's also like a premium player. So, and now they just made it an elevated event. I think this is one of the better TPCs in the country. I think by and large guys like it. I've played here. It's very fair. It's very straightforward. It's not special, but I think it's it's a good test. And then when you come down the stretch, you turn and go back, come back towards the clubhouse at the end of this golf course, and you get to like basically like 14 starts a great, great stretch of holes where you play a par five where you can make eagle, a par three with a stadium, a drivable par four and 17, and then a very tough finishing hole on 18 where if you have to make a birdie, you know, it's not easy to make birdie there to close it out if you need one to win. Uh, also not easy to make par if you're defending there. Um, so I don't know. One of the one of the guys who's maybe not at the top here that people are going to talk about is the Gala. He had a chance last year here and couldn't get it done, hit it in the water on 17. Um, I think he's an interesting name. He won with Hoagie in the team event back at the Zurich. He's been playing some good golf. He's like 50 to one. Um, but like Rom has great history here. Justin Thomas has great history here. Everyone is here. Xander has good history. So, um, more likely than not, we're going to see so you know one or more of those premium type players, Scheffler defending champ, near the top of the board. What's your? Uh, you said you have a great DraftKings lineup. What's your beat on this thing this week? Uh, I don't know if I said it was it was great. I said I had a lineup put together. 
Um, I'm pretty sure you said it was the greatest lineup that had ever been assembled in the history of DraftKings. Those were your words verbatim. So the 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 lineup is uh, Colin Morikawa. I stayed away. I stayed away from like the top the top six or seven guys this week, and I don't know why I did that. There is no there is no rhyme or reason yet as to why I did them. Uh, Colin Morikawa uh, was the most expensive, and then I did Sam Burns and uh, Ricky Fowler, who has some past success here, and I just think he's Ricky is trending in the right direction. Sam, Sam, not so much, but he did just have a good finish at uh, the Amex a few weeks ago, kind of in weird form, but I think he will play well. Uh, Keegan Bradley, uh, Garrick Higo, and your boy Sahith Thagala. Yeah, it is Higo season. Higo played well at Torrey when we backed him, and then surprisingly played well at Pebble too. If he's in any kind of form, I I also like him. I bet him. Um, I like that lineup. Yeah. Tell me some of your reasoning because I Colin Morikawa stood out to me too as like I'm trying to figure out. I've gotten lucky not being on him at Century and then again at Tory where I did not think he was a great fit, and turned out he was a super fit and he. I think he finished second, maybe the solo third. No, solo third behind Keegan. Has he put? Has he played here before? Uh, it's his second time playing here, I believe. What did he do last time? Do you know? I don't know off the top of my head. Let me see. He tied for twenty fifth in twenty twenty. Gained five point eight six strokes on the field that week, and then has not been back. Hmm. While we're on the subject, leaders here in tournament history the last five seasons. Justin Thomas is first. There's a couple thirds. Xander is second. Rom is third. Kucher, even though he missed the cut last time. Fowler, who you mentioned, even though he's missed the last two cuts. He won in 2019. was 11th in 2018. Uh, Hideki went twice here. Homa is up here. Woodland do one. Horschel, interestingly, has good history. It's be interesting to see if that history wins out or if his poor form holds him back. And then Scheffler went from cut in 2020 to seventh to first. A couple other random ones. Knox has made four of the last five cuts here. Sungjae's three for three. Didn't play last year. Cantlay's first year was last year and he lost in the playoff to Scheffler. I think he's interesting. We mentioned the gala. Uh, KH Lee was second in 2021. Brendan Todd, who played well at Pebble Beach as a T26 and a T22nd here. Matthew Fitzpatrick tied for 10th last year in his only appearance. Uh, Pat and Gazires made four of his last five cuts here. Spieth was fourth in 2021, but 60th last year and missed the cut in 18 and 20. He'll be an interesting guy to watch this week because I don't think anybody's going to play him. And if the ownership gets that low and the price is already probably pretty reasonable on DraftKings, he could be an option. Um, so according, so like, to, I don't know. 
according to DataGolf, here's a Morikawa stat for you to hopefully ease your mind. Uh, according to DataGolf, there are more 150 to 175-yard shots at TBC Scottsdale than any other 25-yard range, which is kind of right in uh, Morikawa's bread and butter area. So a lot of a lot of those mid to those mid iron shots where he can really make up some ground. Are you doing any uh, like you've got Morikawa right now eighteen to one on DraftKings Sportsbook? If I parlay him with the Eagles money line, I that number gets out to like thirty three to one. Have you looked at any of those combinations? No, I mean I, I. Also, there's a plus two fifty bonus available this week on DraftKings for any of you betting outright on the golf. Wow! So, like, if I exercise that bonus, my number goes up on Colin to, you know, a little over plus twenty instead of plus eight or uh, eighteen to one. It's over twenty to one. Just FYI. Use the promotions when they're available to you, people. Use them. Uh, no, I, I have not thought but about I think any, you're... any parlays because I don't. I, this is maybe the the least interested I've been in the Super Bowl, in in quite possibly my 28 years on this on this planet. Really? Why do you say that? I don't know. I'm interested to hear I really that. I don't know. I mean, it should be it should be a really good matchup. I think. I just it's not um, it's not moving my needle. I want the Eagles to win way way more than i want i just i don't know if i i don't necessarily like patrick mahomes that much he's done nothing wrong to deserve that but i don't know i just i i would have rather have seen yeah i think i mean i would have rather have seen cincinnati in it than the chiefs but well i will definitely be rooting for the chiefs i don't want anything good to happen to any Philadelphia sports fan, basically. I thought you. I thought Chicago, Chicago, and St. Louis, or like the Kansas City, St. Louis area, had a like a little uh, rivalry going on. I'm not from Chicago. I know, but you, you've been there long enough where you don't. You don't they? I don't want anything good to happen to these fans either. <laughs> what, what? Just because I live here, dude. I'm a. I'm. I'm a Michigan fan. I'm a Lions fan. <laughs> Hard to even and say I'm a Tigers I'm fan. Like I don't, I don't care about. I I, I effectively it will upon anyone else who's in our division. Nobody you ever want to get somebody fired up. Ask Tad how he feels about the Cubs, Cubs fans <laughs> from his time living in Chicago. He refused. Like he, he didn't even want to go to the games at Wrigley. He hated the people so much. I honestly, I didn't even know that Cubs had fans. I just figured they had people. Like I feel like the White Sox have fans, and the Cubs people just go. No, dude, nobody come goes to Chicago to, White. to go no. to the Cubs games. Like that's no. a, very much a bucket no. list thing. It is, and some of those people are there, but no. All right, some of the longer odds guys, and then we'll come back down to the bottom. Who I think could maybe break through. Well, Shane Lowry seventy to one. Like I'm not betting that, but that that's 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 absurd. It's just absurd. I mean, he's so much better than that. He sees his longer odds than Alex Noren. What are we doing here? 
What are we doing? As longer odds than Ricky Fowler and Jason Day. That doesn't make a lick of sense. Stop it. Now, granted, it might be too hot for him there. So they may be factoring that in. I don't know. It's a dry heat, though. I don't know if you've heard that. Oh, I, uh, I love Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim. Just one on a desert track. I like Siwoo Kim. 90 to 1 for Siwoo Kim. Totally reasonable number. Keith Mitchell. Should be a great course for Keith Mitchell. No idea what his history is here. Coming off a very solid week at Pebble where he had no business playing well, even though it did kind of lean into the bombers a little bit this year. So Keith Mitchell, 70. Siwoo, 90 to 1. Uh, I mentioned Lowry, 70 to 1. Some of the guys who have the upside to get it done here. Cage Lee, I mentioned, was second here a couple years ago. 110 to 1. Another guy with a lot of talent. He can win in almost any field. Um, those are a few of the guys. I mentioned uh, super duper long shot in Garrick Higo, 250 to 1. I will also go back to Kurt Kitayama at 180 to 1. I think uh, he didn't handle himself great being in the last or second to last group, did not play well. I think he'll be looking for a little redemption. I think he's riding good form. I think this course is actually a little bit better fit for Kirk Kitayama, even though it's a much tougher field. So I like the... I think Kitayama's interesting, 180-1. to 1. I think he goes interesting, 250-1. to 1. I, I also bet put top 10 wagers, small little sprinkles on those guys if they do play well but don't finish the job. All right. Homa's 22 to 1. Can we think of any reason why he shouldn't win this week other than he won in his last start? No, I don't have a, I don't have a good reason. I'm not sure. And we've reason- gotten to the point now where he's 22 to 1 ahead he's the same price as Justin Thomas. What a world. 8 points shorter than Victor Hovland. So that's one guy I think we have to talk about. Hovland's thirty to one. I think that no, like I think that number's crazy. He played pretty well at Pebble. Mm-hmm. That's another one that stands out to me. And then to me, the Justin Thomas number is just baffling. Xander's fourteen, Finau's eighteen, Cantlay's twenty, and Justin Thomas is twenty-two. I just told you the guy has the second most strokes gained here in the last five seasons of anyone in the field that no he has the most he just edges out Xander 17th in 2018 3rd in 2019 3rd in 2020 13th in 2021 8th in 2022 why is he 22 to 1 because he played badly in the weekend at Tory and we still have no idea what the heck he's doing at Tory I think that that yeah exactly so, like to me, that's the clear value here. Mm-hmm. Justin Thomas, twenty-two to one. Victor Hovland, thirty to one. Well, I think if we're if we're, I don't want to sound crazy, but if we're saying that twenty-two to one is value on Justin Thomas, I think we'd be crazy not to say it's value on Max Homa. Yeah, I think I think I like both of those guys. 
Because I think like home is plus two forty to top ten. You know that's pretty fair. I almost and I think in a weird way. So you look at, so you said it was it was it's been in the last five years, five ish years, two Kepkas, two Matsuyamas, and a Scheffler win. Yeah, it's like it's like six or seven years, I think, because Hideki's were like 2017, 2018, I think. And they I think they did the course in 2016. So my timeline's slightly off. But yes, it's all like premium players and two multiple time winners. So I think of those guys as like those those are all very similar in the sense of they're very they're unbothered people. Very very unbothered players. I think you need that this week where it is especially this week where it's like Super Bowl is, is here. Imagine all those those Philadelphia fans getting there a couple days early and go to the waste management. For, for a oh, gosh. So I do think you need to be a very, like, very composed, That's a good point. unbothered player. I, I don't know. No. <laughs> John Rom. John Rom's not making it very, very high up my leaderboard this week, I don't think, for like that, for that exact reason. I feel like you, I like a like a Max Homa, I don't mind a Patrick Cantley to be honest with you, like a Tony Finau, somebody like that. I was going to say Cantley, it's got the kind of like the... It just doesn't, it just doesn't look like he cares. Second in his only, only other try, lost in a playoff. What do you think of it, if in that context, what do you think of Justin Thomas? Uh... I don't think he's. I don't have like the feel it in my plums thing about Justin Thomas. I just look at this number. I look at the history. I think of all the past statements I've made about this guy, and then I have to say to myself, "So you're really not going to take him 15 points longer than John Rahm in an event where he has better history than everyone else, and he's kind of due for like a." For all the great golf he plays, he doesn't win as much as he should. I feel like he's due for one of these stretches like we've seen from these other players in the last few years where they all of a sudden they turn it up and they pile up a few victories. Why not now? That's a good question. I don't really have a I don't really have a great answer. I don't think he's gonna win. But I don't have a great answer as to why he won't win. So you like Colin Moore. You think Colin Morikawa is gonna win? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, like and, that I, and I don't have I don't have a darn good reason as to why Roy doesn't win. It would be, I mean, he just that he's not, he's he's back. the least familiar with this. This course is it's all in front of you. So this is not like being unfamiliar with St. Andrews. Yeah. This is like you go around once and you're like, okay, I get it. It's just right there for you. Mm-hmm. But he has never played here, right? Never. I can't. I don't know why. Can't imagine he'd ever. He ever made. Or it's been. Or it's been a while. So that would be the re- if they. That would be the reason. Because otherwise, no, there is no reason. Like, can you give me a reason why Rom Rory are not going to end up in the top ten at the end of the week? They're both even or minus money to top 10. So apparently the casino agrees, which is just like last week, there were like three guys who were minus money to top 20. These guys are minus to top 10. And that's just going to, I think that's going to keep happening. The elevated events first, the non-elevated events are going to be 
wonky to see the difference between the two of them. Yeah, we're quickly up to seven guys who are... I mean, here's a bet for you. Let's just... Max Homa plus 110 to top 20. Keep your money. I mean, I love Max Homa, but like, goodness gracious. Give us a, a little bit more... A little bit more oomph. Same number on Justin Thomas. I'd be all... I'm all over those, personally. All right, anything else? Not from the waste management. You wanna you wanna speak this uh, YouTube TV into existence? Yeah, what do I have to do exactly? Uh, I was thinking the easiest thing to do is either I take control of the account and you just pay half of like we each do like six months at a time, so we're not like going back and forth. Or you could take control of the account. I'll Venmo you thirty times six or thirty two times six, whatever it is. Okay, so I'm gonna have to do a little bit of research. Do you want to give me like a sales pitch? You've been using this, right? I've been using this. Yes, this is. Uh, I think this is by far the best streaming service that I have had. Uh, unlimited DVR space. So if you uh, if you have uh, anything in your DVR, you can do that. Uh, it has the Golf Channel. It has all ESPN. It has. Uh, Does it have Fox FS1? Yes. Okay, that's good. It does. That's good for basketball. Yeah. Does it have? All the weird March Madness channels. It does, because those are all Turner sports, aren't they? Yes. Well, I don't know exactly how that works, but yeah, it's like true TV. and. Yep. Okay. So it has... Yeah, that's good. CBS, Fox, ABC, Do I CW. Get to... CW. Don't need those. Okay. You need CW. CW. I have CW, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, you got Pardon TBS, me. TNT, ESPN, ESPN2, SEC Network, ACC Network, ESPNU, ESPN News, FS1, FS2. TNT is nice for NBA. Mm-hmm. NFL Network, Big Ten Network, uh, CBS Sports Network, the Golf Okay, Okay, am I able to cancel anything I already pay for as a result of picking up YouTube, YouTube TV? Well, like I know I'm probably not canceling Disney ever. Disney's Disney's going to be there for the long haul, I think. Disney's going to be there for the long haul. Uh, I mean, you probably not. I can't I can't think of what you necessarily would cancel. There's a bunch yeah. of like kid, there's a bunch of kids um channels on here too. But the bad thing about kids channels is they have commercials and commercials have toys. In no. commercials and that no. equals money. Nope, 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 nope. That's out. That's up. All right, Disney it is. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to do a little research on that, but I have to make a decision basically by the time this golf tournament starts, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay, so I have a day. Yep, you got a day. All right, all right. Good luck at the waste management. It's gonna be a really fun week, and if you're if you're with Hunter, parlay Morikawa and the Eagles, 33-1. to 1. I feel like that's fun. I feel like Justin Thomas and the Eagles is fun, too. That's probably more in like the 40-1 to 1 range. I'm going to end up betting Justin Thomas again. Golly. It does feel like he's due. 
Can you tell me who to play in one and done? I played Sheamus. I moved up a little bit. That was that was a good pick. Um, He's had for fifteenth, but a lot of fair fair amount of people played Justin Rose, and then other people played Victor Hovland too. Like, do I play Rom? Um, I don't. That I'm not. I don't think so. So you would play Morikawa. I'm gonna have a hard time playing either Rom or more or either Rory or Morikawa over Justin Thomas when I know that Justin Thomas has all the history. Exactly. So just just well, I don't know, just play him. I like saving him for majors, but play him. Alright, wish me luck. Alright. Good luck, guys. Go Eagles. No. Ooh. Alright, see you guys.